This episode is sponsored by Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare born from the spa. Milk and Honey sources and uses the safest possible ingredients in both their spa treatments and product lines, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. I recently went to their Brentwood location to treat myself to a spa day. In addition to having a wonderful and deeply therapeutic massage, I really appreciated how peaceful and relaxing the spa environment is. The lounge that is available for guests pre and post treatments felt like a little sanctuary and retreat away from the outside hustle and bustle of LA. We are so excited to now be able to offer our listeners a discount at all milk and honey spas, including both LA locations in Culver City and Brentwood. We are even more excited to partner with them to offer a spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat, a 60-minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. And for all our listeners in any location, their online boutique offers products from the milk and honey line and from other top brands, including Osea Malibu, Supergoop, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. Courageous wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any milk and honey location with code CW podcast, visit milk and to find a location near you. And if you want to try the courageous wellness spa package at a special discounted rate, use the code courageous wellness retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. And you can find all this information in our show notes. Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness, and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. We have a uh, really in-depth conversation with Megan Farrell. 
um, she's a Canadian yogi and um, wellness sort of entrepreneur, and she leads meditations and um, retreats all over. So we're going to get into her formal intro in just a minute, but we're going to do our weekly updates as we usually do. And Erica, I know that you recently had an experience that was quite wonderful and that you want to um, share with us. So yes, I've been, I feel like I've been talking about this for so long, but I've I finally went back to Milk and Honey Brentwood for a massage. Um, I love Milk and Honey, and I've been meaning to go now for a few weeks, but my schedule didn't work out, and it finally did. And so I went to Milk and Honey Brentwood, and I had a 90-minute deep tissue massage and I feel like a brand new person. I have, I haven't really discussed this much on the show, but I have a rotator cuff impingement. I have to go to physical therapy for it and it's quite painful and it's actually been getting a lot worse, um, especially due to the puppy, like lifting the puppy and all of that stuff. So it's been a lot worse lately. And I, I had Jess, her name is Jess at the Brownwood location. And I think it was honestly the best massage I've ever had in my entire life. And for our listeners, I'm a massage girl. Like I, I love a massage before the pandemic. It was my favorite way to treat myself. I've had a lot of massages, Jess, this was the best massage I've ever had. And she just knew how to work my body. And she even got like an ice pack out for my rotator cuff impingement. She told me, she gave me a great tip too. She said, I've been using too much heat and she wants me to switch to ice because she felt how like inflamed it was and how, um, it was just amazing. So it was a relaxing and I really felt like she worked out so much of the tension in my neck, shoulders, jaw, legs, hips. Oh my God. She did everything. It was a real, it was a real treat and I slept. That's like the best part. I slept the deepest sleep I've had in I don't know how long last night. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, we've been, this is now my third maybe my third yeah. or fourth time at the milk and honey third time, I think third, third, time. time. Yeah. third time at the milk and honey spas. And every time has been incredible, but, um, I'm now making a promise to myself to go every month. I've already booked next month with Jess and Brentwood, um, already. And yeah, I love it. So I can't recommend it enough. It's the best update. I'm really glad I, I prioritize that. I was worried I was going to have to cancel because of my cold, but, um, I was able to get on the other side of it. Got um, I even got a PCR test because I'm so neurotic. So I was like making sure I forgot how terrible a cold is. But um, yeah, on the other side of it and had a great massage. And if you are listening and you're in Los Angeles, Texas, or Chicago, Milk and Honey Spas are premium. I took a ton of video content. So that should be up on our TikTok soon. And um probably our Instagram soon as well. Everything goes on TikTok first though. So if you're not following us on TikTok, check out Courageous Wellness. But um, yeah, I took a lot of video content, but the spas are gorgeous. And the one in Brentwood is is pretty stunning. So yeah. Yeah. And just as a friendly reminder, yeah. um, we have a code. So uh, for any, any service, you can use the code CW podcast for 20% off or you can try the CW retreat that we have there as well, the Courageous Wellness Retreat, which is a 60-minute Swedish massage and um, an additional full-body dry brushing service that's also included where you get a 
dry brush to take home as well. Yeah. So, um, and you can use that code on the website just as a reminder as well for all of the products they carry and that they have um, of their own line. Yeah, it, I did wonderful. some shopping at their because they sell, you know, the Milk and Honey online boutique also has Osea Malibu, Super Goop. They ship everywhere. So wherever you're located, you can save 20% online as well. But um, I was able to shop at their they the have store. like the products. Yeah. yeah. Like, they have their products. So I loaded up on my deodorant and all of that good stuff. So it's, I'm so, I love working with milk and honey. I love that we can offer our listeners that code. Yeah. The spas or the boutique, but yeah, again, if you are, if you're in Los Angeles, Texas or Chicago, highly recommend. But if you are in Los Angeles, if you're in Brentwood, I mean, Jess was incredible. I can't recommend her enough. Like, thank you, Jess, for <laughs> my body. I just, I feel, I feel so good. Like, you know, when you just get like, yeah. And I needed work. Like I said, I have an injury. I, have- I remember. Um, yeah. Like I went the last time I got a massage there, I think the uh, massage therapist was Genevieve, but I went to the Culver city one and she was excellent too. So like really, really good people. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. All three. Yeah. I've had three different people now and they were all incredible. Really, I'm just really giving strong. just Jess because I feel props. like just yeah. give me extra love. Cause she, she really knew, um, again, if you do have an injury, of course, like make sure to tell your their massage therapist and, you know, take that into consideration. But she seemed to really know how to handle my injury, yeah. which yeah, was absolutely. really exceptional. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, my only update is also like another one, I feel like with another one of our sponsors, um, I've been traveling a lot and I was in South Dakota at a state park for my cousin's wedding. First time there. Um, lots of wildlife and it was a lot of fun, but, um, yeah, I've been traveling a lot this summer, have some more travel, um, both for fun and for work coming up. So one of the things that I have found that's been really helpful, especially when I'm just doing a carry on, you know, how like still with, um, TSA, we obviously have like liquid limitations, uh, as far as like the amount that you can bring through. Um, and NYX, which is one of our newer sponsors is like an all natural mouthwash, um, wonderful ingredients and leaves you very minty fresh, but, uh, they, they have two options. So like the way it comes is these little crystals in this little jar and you can, then you get like a bottle too. So if you want to make like a bigger batch to keep, you know, by your sink for like regular mouthwashing purposes, you can do that, but you can also just travel with the crystals and do it like individual mouthwashing sessions. So what's great is that it's like, it's small and it's not a liquid. So it's like highly concentrated form in these crystals. So you can just put a little scoop. They give you this little scooper into your mouth with some water and it's mouthwash on the spot. And I found that's really great. Um, especially for traveling, especially when you don't want to check a bag and you have to like limit your amount of liquids that you, you know, bring through, um, TSA. So that's one of like the unexpected perks of, of Nick's and like having this in my routine now as yeah. well. Um, I love Nick's. Yeah. That's just really great. And it's like not too, I don't know what's the word. Like it's not too like astringent, like some of yeah. the really intense mouthwashes. Um, it's just like gives you a really nice, fresh, refreshing feeling, um, without any weird sort of aftertaste. So yeah, highly recommend. And you can save 25% on yeah. Nick's. Right? Yeah, they gave us a great discount. So <laughs> they definitely did. check and them out. 
they they also are really supportive of the planet and so just read about them go to their website it, it's truly incredible and um cw podcast saves you 25 percent. so well, both of our updates are about our sponsors. That's so yeah. fun. I love when the- I love that we only work with brands we actually really love, use, uh, trust, all of those things. So yeah. we're we're fortunate in that sense. Um and, if and you conscious do- in that sense. Absolutely. And if you do try if any products from milk and honey, if you go to the spa, if you try next, let us know what you think. Cause um we love we love talking about this stuff. So send us an email, slide into our DMs. Um, we also do health coaching and offer free consultation. So if that's something you're interested in, um, yeah, send us an email, send us a DM. We're happy to work with you too. But should we get into the episode? Yeah, like absolutely. You want to take it away? Yes. Um, before I start coughing, because that cough is still lingering, Allie, from this uh, cold. So I apologize mm-hmm. to anyone if I still sound a little uh, raspier than usual. But today on the podcast, we have a powerful conversation with Megan Farrell, a 500-hour registered yoga and meditation teacher and trainer, wellness content creator, human design teacher, podcast host, and international retreat leader. In today's conversation, Megan gets deeply personal about her personal wellness journey and how it led to where she is today. We do want to offer a trigger warning for our listeners that this episode does include conversation around sexual assault and struggles with depression, anxiety, OCD, and suicidal thoughts. Please tune back next week if these topics are triggering in any way. Megan's journey is truly incredible, and we really appreciate her courage and vulnerability in this conversation. Yes. And today when we speak with Megan and uh, we discuss how she was able to heal, cultivate self-love and discover the power of movement. Megan also talks about body confidence and how she works to empower her clients, teaching them how to connect with their mind, body, and soul. We also had the pleasure of being guests on Megan's podcast, the Balance Your Life podcast. And on that episode of her show, we discuss integrative nutrition, blood sugar balance, and our own personal wellness journeys. And we offer nutrition tips. You can find the link to that episode in our show notes, and we hope you enjoy both episodes. Let us know what you think by getting in touch on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. And if you're enjoying the show, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Ned. Let's talk about CBD. The CBD market feels really saturated these days, doesn't it? It seems like you can get it at any coffee shop or grocery store, and many CBD brands actually source their hemp from industrial hemp farms in China. The brand that we love, and more importantly, the brand that we trust is Ned. Ned produces some of the highest quality CBD available in the world, and Erica and I only partner with brands that we ourselves use. Ned shares third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process all right there on their website. Ned is also USDA certified organic with all products extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peonia, Colorado. How's that for knowing exactly where your CBD comes from? 
We have both been longtime users of Ned. I rely on the full spectrum hemp oil to help with anxiety and the hormone balance blend has been a game changer as I transitioned off of birth control. And today we want to talk about Ned's new product, which has been in development for over a year, the de-stress blend. I've gone through two bottles since it's come out and I could not be more obsessed with the benefits and the effects. This one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG is made from the world's purest full spectrum hemp and check out these ingredients. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Ashwagandha is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress. And the delicious taste of this blend is thanks to the botanical infusion of cardamom and cinnamon. Cinnamon is a powerful prebiotic that supports your gut health, a key player in your mental health. And cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. Also, Ned's quality speaks for itself. The products have over 1,500 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners within the medical field like Dr. Carolyn Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole, who has been a two-time guest on this podcast. If you'd like to give Ned a try, Courageous Wellness listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code CWPODCAST. Visit helloned.com slash CWPODCAST to get access. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash CWPODCAST to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. You can also find a link in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages, and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at Seed University. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order seed daily symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code courageous 15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. Well, thank you, Megan, for joining us today. We're excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for this opportunity. 
Yeah, of course. So just to get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your background and your personal journey in, in wellness and what that's meant for you? Yeah, well, I, I always joke at this point, like how much time do we have? Because uh, my life is just like a hot mess before it before it is now. But I am an online yoga teacher. I'm a 500-hour certified yoga teacher through the Yoga Alliance. I'm a certified meditation teacher. I'm a human design teacher. I'm a podcast host, and I'm a wellness content creator. So I kind of wear all the hats, and I do all the things. And it's ironic that I'm in this place in my life right now where I'm teaching about things like yoga and meditation because it was the furthest thing from how... I grew up and how I lived my life. And I mean, to take it right back to the very start, I was born with very severe asthma. So I was in and out of the hospital all the time as a young child. And then when I was in grade four or five, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, and depression. And then when I was around 12 years old, I was sexually abused by a family member for many, many years. And at that point I became suicidal. I really spiraled out of control as far as depression and anxiety. So with obsessive compulsive disorder, it's this need to do repetitive rituals or routines for the fear of something terrible happening to you or to your family. And for me, it was very much in my life or something terrible happening to my parents. And I mean, I had at some point maybe like 40 rituals and it would, some of them lasted like an hour long. For example, one of the things I had to do was count my books 40 times before I could go to sleep at night. Like that's just like a very basic example. It was ridiculous. And I just got to this point in my life where I was so tired of living. Like I was just exhausted all the time. And it was, I'm either going to end this because this sucks, or I see people living a life of, you know, true joy. And I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try it. And it seems so like, is that really what happened? And it, for me, it was like a light switch. It was just literally one night. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I kicked all of my OCD habits almost overnight, except for a few, those did take a few years to kind of leave my ether. Uh, I was on my meds still for a few years after that, but I eventually cold turkeyed it off, which I never recommend anybody to do, but it worked for me. And I just, it just became this, you know, thing of, I, I remember I was always napping all the time on my meds. And when I came off, I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm bored. Like I'm usually napping at this point in my, in my day, what am I going to do? And this little voice literally said in my head, try yoga. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to do yoga, it's going to be like a power yoga class. I want to get tone and, and shape. Cause I've always been smaller, but I was never in good shape. Like, I mean, I would get winded walking up stairs. Like I was just a really unhealthy person. My idea of nutrition was chicken fingers and fries, maybe some corn and carrots if you were lucky. And I, I did, I threw on like a 20 minute power yoga video. It kicked my 
ass. And I literally committed from there. I was like, I'm doing this video until I master it like three times a week. And three times became four. And then I mastered that video. And I just noticed this reciprocal effect in my life of my physical body was changing. So then I wanted to eat better because I wanted to keep the shape of my body. And then I was sleeping better. And then, you know, I was just more calm and grounded. And it was just this like reciprocal effect that led me to eventually taking my teacher training, which absolutely changed my life. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing um, your journey and being so courageous and vulnerable. It's, it's really a beautiful um, journey that I think a lot of people can, can relate to. And I'm so curious just to start right when you said it was like a light switch turned on, right. And like it, you, you just decided like, this is going to be the day, um, everything is going to change, right? Like, or you're going to, this is going to be the first day that everything is going to start changing. Um, was there anything you were doing that you think led to that kind of light switch moment or was it really, was it just like, you know, it was literally a, I just stopped. I literally made the decision at the time. I don't even know how I had a boyfriend, but we had just broken up. And I think for me, I was just, even though I had said things like I was a self cutter, you know, I, I was tired of life deep down. I don't, I wasn't ready to, to die. And, but I, something had to change. And I was just so tired of feeling so sad and depressed and anxious. Um, like the anxiety was I, like, I just, I don't know how anybody functions with that anxiety. It was crippling at times to the point I would almost not leave my house because I just couldn't tell what was going to happen outside of it. And I I wasn't willing to deal with it. And it was just like, okay, well then something has to change. And you know, right from at at that point, I had some girlfriends at school who were always nice to me. I had started to ask if I could be included and, you know, can I sit and have lunch with you guys? And I just made these little efforts to try to get into a better state of mind. Wow. That's pretty amazing. I think it sounds like, you know, we, we have these moments that like are incredibly transformative in the moment. It's like, everything leads up to it. And then it's like that pivotal moment. Um, but it, the way it's almost like, as if something inside of you, like the, whether it's like the higher part of yourself or, or whatever you want to call it, I think, um, you know, we both practice Buddhism and like the language for it would be like your Buddha nature, like your innate sort of potential that exists inside yourself and your like the deepest part of your humanity made a decision where like, this is not the life I want to live anymore. And this is what I'm going to like. And that's why it's like that light switch, but it's like something comes out from within to, to kind of make that, um, switch, you know, uh, go off for you. And, um, and you had that experience at a really young age. I mean, it's really remarkable. And, the fact that you found a practice like yoga, um, it's just, I mean, it's really, it's really, it's really cool. So thank you for sharing that story. And I know, um, 
as Erica said, it's, it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability. And I think, but people hearing really difficult stories of other people, it helps us all relate and um, understand that if someone also was struggling with any of the number of things that you had experienced, um, that they don't have to feel alone in that process and that there's hope that it can transform. So now that you've found yourself kind of incorporating yoga into your life, um, kind of what happened next? You're still in school at this time. You're a young woman. I mean, how does then your journey or like your life start to change now that your kind of OCD tendencies are starting to diminish? Like what are the um, ripple effects that you were, you know, you're sharing about what, how did that manifest, um, as you started to get older and, uh, maybe move out into the world a little bit more? Yeah. So at this point I'm still in high school. I was in grade 12 when everything started to kind of level, I still struggled with Like I couldn't have sleepovers, even with girlfriends. I hated the idea of a leaving my parents and something terrible happening B because this was a family member that I had had this encounter with, and it had started with a sleepover. I had that idea in my head, like something terrible is going to happen to me if I have a sleepover. And I was just like, it just gave me so much anxiety. So I'm hanging out with a few girlfriends. I have at this point, you know, some retail jobs just as I'm getting through school, but I'm still struggling with like, what is my purpose in life? I went, I ended up going to school for early childhood education and then victimology, which I was, I don't want to say like I was pressured into doing it, but I was so like, I don't know what to do. And everyone was like, you're good with kids do something with kids. So I did that. So it didn't really resonate with me being in, you know, I still loved kids, but the whole politics and dynamics was a bloody nightmare. At this point, I've met my now husband, boyfriend at the time, and he had been in a really bad place in his life too. He struggled with drugs. Uh, He was the party boy. He was the bad boy. He had also been on meds. I feel like, and you know, looking back now, I'm like, man, we were both at bad places in our life to meet and to go through with this. But he was like, you know, Megan, you can do this. Come off of your meds. You'll feel so much better. My grandfather had just passed away, which was crippling to me. I just doted on him. And I literally forgot to take some meds for a few days. And I was like, this is the time. Like, it's already been two days. Just keep going for it. I will say there is no medical doctor on this earth that would tell you to stop those meds cold turkey. My doctor was infuriated with me, but I was just like, it was just like, you know, day three is done. I can get to day four, day four is done. I can get to day five. And it was hard. Like I was on them for so long. I literally went through withdrawal symptoms and, but my husband, my boyfriend was just such a rock. Like you can do this. You can do this. I mean, I was mean, I was cranky and he just stuck right by me. And eventually I was off and it felt so much better. I always say I was kind of like zombified. I didn't really ever feel sad, but I was never happy on the meds. 
And I finally started to feel normal again. So I'm off my meds. I'm starting to do like power yoga at this point. And he had wanted to travel. And I was like, oh, I like, I literally cannot sleep over at somebody's house. How am I supposed to travel to another part of the world? But I just, it was like, you just do it, you know, just got to try. And, you know, my parents at the time were like, if it's that bad, just come, come back. Like, even if it's two days in. So I really, really stood up, stepped out of my comfort zone. And I went, we moved to Costa Rica for, he was working down there at, at an adventure park. And, you know, we were only down there for three months, but it was just like such an eye opening experience for me. This episode is brought to you by NYX, a sustainable and natural mouthwash that aims to eliminate single-use plastic waste while using the highest quality natural ingredients to create a mouthwash that is both gentle on you and gentle on our planet. We are big fans of NYX, so much so that I recently brought it with me on my trip to France. NYX is gentle and effective, utilizing real ingredients with health benefits like peppermint oil and aloe vera. They have nixed the harsh chemicals, alcohol, synthetic additives, and preservatives that pollute your body and our waterways. Instead, leaving us with a natural mouthwash that really works is good for you and good for the planet. Each year, over 500 million plastic mouthwash bottles end up in landfills. That's enough to wrap around the earth three times. This is why NYX is dedicated to nixing single-use plastic through eco-friendly mouthwash crystals. The mouthwash crystals are lightweight and reduce carbon emissions from shipping. It's so incredible. By choosing NYX, you're keeping yourself and mother nature healthy and clean. They also donate 10% of profits to nonprofits that tackle environmental issues and help underprivileged children receive adequate dental care in the U.S. and abroad. There is so much to love about NYX as a company and a product. Fresh Breath is just the top of it. And we know you're going to love it as much as we do. If you want to try NYX, you can save 25% off your first order when you visit NYXmouthwash.com. That's N-I-X-mouthwash.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Yoga had been a physical form of movement and exercise at that point. And that is where it was became so much more of a lifestyle. I really noticed I had stopped the negative self-talk in my head. That was probably the biggest thing. I was just feeling more confident in myself. I always second guessed my decisions. You know, I'd ask for opinions, like, what would you do if you were in this? Maybe I was just so tired at this point of like, you know, getting these opinions, but I was like, this is the decision I'm rolling with it. And I just feel like yoga, like Buddhism, it just kind of gives you this. It's not like something you're striving for. Like you, you are living the lifestyle. It's, it's like a non-duality. Like it's not dual in that sense. This is your life. This is, it's playing out for you exactly as it is. And really learning about the eight limbs. So like these pathways in yoga is like, how do you treat yourself? How do you treat others? How do you find this form of movement? For me, it was, it's poses in the eight limbs. For me, I always just say movement that feels good to you. 
could be dancing. It could be walking. It could be yoga, whatever. Then it's, you know, this idea of getting into meditation, doing a meditation, withdrawal of the senses. So for me, that very much just looked like leaving other people's opinions behind. And then this idea of like connection with everything, the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it. It's like this infinite connection that we have within us to everything around us. And I really resonated with that. And it just like, like that light switch, it was just like, this is my life now this, and it feels good. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing too. I know. I think it's probably, I'm sure a lot of our listeners who can resonate with you, it's like so inspiring to hear journeys like this. And, um, yeah. And, and I know no two people are the same and, and yeah. And I thank you for, for making that disclaimer too, about the medication and going off cold Turkey. I, I have had friends who have done that and it has not been, um, (laughs) the same experience as yours at all. Um, in my late teens, I was actually living with a girlfriend and she did that. And it was, it was a very scary situation, but Mm -hmm. again, I think it, right. Like learning how to like really understand your body when you start moving your body, right. You are also tapping in to, um, your vagus nerve to your rest and digest. Even when we chant right in our Buddhist practice, we're tapping into our vagus nerve, which, you know, allows us to get into this, like basically body, body homeostasis to help you rest, reduce inflammation, um, properly digest your food and yeah, like get out of that stress state that we all live in, which can make disease or anything that we're struggling with, um, mental, physical, emotional health problems, much, much worse. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so curious too, before we even continue, you know, something that I've just been thinking this entire time. And, and I, I love how open you are with your journey, right? Like talking about medication, talking about your sexual assault. And I think that's the way it should be right. Because there, there shouldn't be a stigma. There shouldn't be any shame around this. It's, it, it's something that I think a lot of women have experienced and should definitely, um, talk about and discuss, but when did you start sharing your journey? Like Ali mentioned, this all happened to you when you were so young. And I feel like when we are so young, um, that's even when we're more like, well, I want the facade or the highlight reel, or it doesn't matter if it feels like shit on the inside, as long as it looks good on the inside. And I think that's why so many of us suffer because everything seems like it's so good on the inside and you're the only person that's on medication or struggling with sexual assault, which we know is just bullshit, right? Like it's like one in three women or now or something. I think it's either one in three or one in four. So it's most of us. And not and just disclaimer, not just women, not like just women, people, yeah. yeah, people, individuals. So, um, yeah. When did you start sharing this so openly? I was working at a rape crisis center for my placement through victimology. And we were doing a national women's day event. And we had a few people come together and talk about their experience. One was transitioning into like was a transgender and was sharing their story about that. There was another person who 
was sharing about their experiencing their experience um, dealing with homophobia in their family. There was a few others. And at the very, very last minute, like the day before, one of our speakers had dropped out and my boss was freaking out because we had this whole plan of this is how they're going to talk. This is how the event is going. And it really messed up the kind of flow of how things were going to happen. And I had said, you know, well, I I could share my story. If you need somebody, you know, like this is what had happened to me. I told a little bit about my story and she was like, if you're willing to share, that would be incredible. So the next day I get up there, I share my story and it was like, I'm shaking like a leaf the entire time. I'm just, I'm so nervous. I couldn't look out into the audience. I literally like looked down at the ground and afterwards she might've been seven or eight. This little girl came up to me and said, thank you for sharing your story. You've given me the courage to talk to my mom. That was literally all she said. And I was like, oh my God, like one, if this resonated with one person and it's an eight-year-old girl who has the courage, whatever it is, you know, might not be related to sexual assault, but just I've always looked young. Maybe she thought I looked younger than I was, but I was just in my head. I'm like, oh my God, like this resonates with someone. More people need to hear it. And I I hadn't made these lifestyle changes really like implemented them at this point. They were starting to come along. But the more I kind of shared openly about what had happened and people would say, but you you're so happy like what I I don't understand how you've made this transition and it's I think for me it just like you said it gave some people some hope that you know you don't have to be a victim your entire life you're you can move on and you can find true joy and happiness and in my teacher training my yoga teacher training I had this incredible like shift and this triggers a lot of people, but I almost found gratitude for what had happened to me. I was able to share my story, maybe inspire someone. And even more so I was, you know, I didn't get pregnant. I didn't have a horrible disease at the time too. I'm the oldest out of a lot of female cousins. And I just thought, thank God it didn't happen to them. You know, at least it happened to me. And I was at a stage in my life that I was kind of able to handle it. Like I use that in quotation marks, but they were so much younger than me. Right. So at least I was able to do this and he's out of our life. Like I haven't seen him since he like divorced out of the family, like never welcome back. And I like, it was that shift of gratitude being like, okay, like, you know, it's, that's not the case for everybody, but for me, this is what I have to hold on to. And maybe I can inspire other people to live a more healthy, happier life and just move on from, you know, tragedy, tragedy. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I I think, you know, it's like everybody's journey is different and it's not, I think when you also talk about like gratitude and I understand why that could be really triggering under the, you know, the circumstances of the story for other people to hear, but that's something that's yours, not it doesn't change what happened. It doesn't change that this person, you know, did some really, really 
horrible things. It's just something that you, you found for yourself that isn't anybody else's. And I, and so I think like, you know, sharing that, you know, thank you for sharing that because it doesn't mean like when we talk about even the concept of either gratitude for difficult things or even forgiveness. Sometimes I think people like forgiveness doesn't, um, negate experience. It's something for a person to come to in their own life for themselves. And, um, I think sometimes those things are conflated with like, um, condoning and that's not, that's not the same thing. So I think you, you shared that. Well, I think that makes sense. And, um, yeah. And just thank you for sharing so openly and honestly about, you know, your journey. And that's pretty remarkable that experience with that child. And yeah, I mean, it's like, man, this is why we do these episodes and tell these stories. This is why we tell stories. Absolutely. Share with each other, because if it can give one other person the courage to seek help for themselves, um, yeah, it's, it's worth it. And realize it's not as scary to share, right? Like from like, there's no, there's so much freedom I have found in sharing our stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's, and just hearing, like hearing those stories gives other people permission to also be vulnerable. And that's why it's so, it's just so important and so powerful. And yeah, we just appreciate you so much for being so open and yeah. And sharing with your community because yeah, it's like, and I say, I'm like, just as Ali said, the gratitude, it does make so much sense. And I think there was an interesting study. I, I heard about on a podcast about, it was like, um, and I'm probably going to butcher it because I don't, but it, it, it stuck with me for, for two reasons where it talked about, right. Like, again, it's not condoning or releasing what happened, right. Like in a perfect world, right. Like, of course it's like, that shouldn't have happened. And, you know, should not have happened. And that person wouldn't have done what they did. But as Ali said, the gratitude for yourself, because you love the person you are and you're happy with who you are and who you get to impact like that again, like the duality in that right too. It's, it's not a, yeah, there's so much duality in that, but the study I heard about, it was, it was basically, it was like interviewing people, I think in their like fifties and sixties, or maybe like forties, fifties and sixties. I'm not sure the group, but they talked about like the really horrific things that had happened to them in their life, like on a large scale from like sexual assault to financial ruin to, um, to whatever, all of the, the, like this large scale study about these horrific things that have happened. And, um, they had asked them and that's why it was like a group of older individuals who had since, you know, gotten through to the other side. And they were like, do you regret like not, do you not wish that had happened? But like, if you could go back and not have that happen, would you? And none of them said yes. Like all of them were like, no, because it got me to being this person I am today where I'm helping, like where I'm doing all of this work. And I just thought that was such an interesting study. And, um, or when I heard it, I was like, wow, that's like really interesting. And I'll try to find it and link it in our show notes as well. But, um, yeah. And in our Buddhism, it really talks about like, um, poison into medicine and, you know, and I think a lot of different places, right. It's like pain into purpose. Right. And I think your story is such an example of like 
through, through a lot of work on your part, you took something that happened to you and now are helping so many other people and living this incredible life. You know, I was just going to say, Megan, also like something I'd love you to expand on too, is in, in the yoga, as you started to develop as a practitioner and then ultimately as a teacher as well. Um, it's as Erica was mentioning before, like the effect on the nervous system is really, really, um, powerful. And there, I think there's so much, especially when there's like physical trauma with the body. I think when the physical nervous system be, can become regulated again. And so many of us have dysregulated nervous systems, but can become regulated again in this way with the breath and connected to asana or the poses that you're talking about, how that's, that was sort of like your entrance into this world, but then it expanded from a mindful and spiritual perspective and connection to self. It, it was like, Oh, this made so much sense as you were sharing this because there's so much like healing power in regulating the nervous system and doing practices that um, tap into that. So as someone who's now like a 500 plus hour yoga teacher, you know, instructor, you've, you know, do retreats all over and, and have your own practice in addition, how would you say that like that component affected sort of this I'm going to call it quote unquote, like healing journey, but like transformative sort of life state that you were able to transition into. So I think this story will resonate because it's a very vivid story that I think will, I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? It really hammers home the point of the healing journey. So at this point, I'm not really doing yoga. I'm off my meds. I'm not doing OCD stuff, but I go in for a pap smear. Pap comes back abnormal. Got to go in again, go in. It's abnormal. We need to do further testing. I go in, they do, you know, the scope goes in and he's like, this is a problem. You've got what looks like to be cancerous cells all over your cervix. Like it's, it's everywhere. Um, I, I, we need to monitor this, you know, they take a biopsy and we'll call you in a few months. We'll get you back in. Now I'm starting to, besides freak out, <laughs> I'm starting to do my yoga. It's, you know, my dad had had cancer before. Uh, he's, he's a very inspiring person when it comes to his cancer story, but he's like, you can't panic. We don't know until we know, live your life until we find, we find out what's going on. So I start doing my yoga, things start to, you know, improve in my life. I go back. Okay. It's still there, but it's not looking as aggressive as it once was. We're, we're taking another biopsy. You're coming back. So I did this for like four years back and forth, back and forth. It's not getting better. It would clear up a little, then it would get worse. I take my yoga teacher training. I have this pivotal shift in my mindset about finding gratitude for the sexual assault that I've gone through in my life. I've come to grasp with it. I've, you know, I've literally like something out of the matrix, like something just completely shifted in my body and my mind 
I go back. The doctor is blown away. It's gone. He's like, you know what? We're going to keep an eye on this. You know, fingers crossed. It's not just a fluke, but come back. I go in. It's not there. Go in. It's not there. He's like, I, this is incredible. It looks like it is completely cleared up. Like, I want you to stay on top of this. You know, you're going to keep doing your paps and stuff. I, I have a steady boyfriend at this time, my fiance, I believe at this time. So it's not like I'm, you know, sleeping around or anything, but he's like, I still want you to come back and just keep an eye on this. Totally. It's completely cleared up. It's completely gone. I've even since gone back and had some more testing and it looks like it was just like, there's like five different forms of cervical cancer that you can have. It looked like it was going to be one of those. It ended up being one that not necessarily would turn to cancer. It could have, but it didn't necessarily not, but I haven't had an issue since my mom, however, has never been able to forgive what has happened to me. She holds on to that. Like she's, she just can't let it go. I am convinced that is what has manifested into her breast cancer. And it's this, I'm sure like even in Buddhism, it's like this idea of the body keeps the score, right? If you have trauma, if you have stress of any kind, if you're holding on to that on a cellular level, it manifests into disease of any kind, you know, sometimes it's chronic back pain. Sometimes it's with sexual assault. It usually is something to do with like in the hip area, the pelvis area and the sex organ, something like that. But it's this idea of like, if we hold on to it, it manifests into disease. And when we are finally able to let it go, it just like the body is literally able to clear it out. And I mean, is that super woo-woo? Maybe I might have some people who argue me on that, but yeah, my mom had breast cancer afterwards. And for me, it's like, because she has that, like, almost like hatred in her heart over it. It like, where's your heart? It's right over the, the breast. Like I I'm convinced that she's never been able to let that go. And that's why it's manifested that way for her. So I'm, that might've been like a really extreme point, but I think it's when we can really find some sort of control in our life as far as like taking care of our health and wellness and whether that's yoga or Buddhism or like anything at all that just becomes a lifestyle for you and you're able to really control stress because we're all going to deal with it but it's how you respond to it and how do you actually like do you physically let it take over your entire life I think that will you know manifest into different ways into people's world and into their life yeah It, it I think like to the concept of epigenetics are you familiar with epigenetics it sounds familiar but Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I think like the less woo of what you're explaining too, because it basically like the, the, the understanding of epigenetics talks about like, we all have these, um, genetic predispositions, right? Like maybe someone is more predisposed to get cancer or diabetes or, um, Alzheimer's, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, epigenetics really talks about how our behaviors and environment can cause changes in, how those genes are expressed. And sometimes, right. Like it is 
out of our control, right? Like we can't control traumas that happen to us or right. Like if you're living in the Ukraine or if you're living in uh, parkland and a school shooting happens or, you know, like all of these things, right. Can cause, unfortunately, a manifestation of gene expression, um, that were already there. Um, but what is promising and, and sometimes difficult is that on the other side of that, if we can right, like learn how to, which I think should be taught in schools from the time kids are like, you know, in preschool, we should be being taught this as like required curriculum of how to take care of ourselves, manage our stress levels and, um, support ourselves because truly that's the only thing we can't control. We cannot control what happens to us. Um, but we hopefully can control how we respond to the things that are happening to us. But unfortunately we're not taught that. So it might feel like we can't control how we respond to things because it's not, it's like we've become so removed from our true selves through, you know, our envi- the environmental factors that we deal with. This episode is sponsored by Sprout Living. We are very excited to share all about our favorite new plant-based protein powders by Sprout Living. Sprout Living is delicious and we really appreciate the nourishing quality ingredients. Sprout Living protein powders are all USDA organic, vegan, grain-free, soy-free, gluten-free, nut-free, kosher, and non-GMO with a pumpkin seed, yellow pea, and sunflower seed protein blend that offers up to 26 grams of plant-based protein and superfoods, herbs, and spices. They offer sample packs so you can try all their delicious flavors, including original chocolate maca, vanilla lucuma, and green kingdom. What makes Sprout Living different from most plant-based powders is that they avoid the unnecessary additives that many others on the market use. That means they don't use any gums, thickeners, or natural flavoring, which isn't really natural at all. Instead, they only use real whole superfoods and adaptogens, which is cool because it makes the blends multifunctional. I love to use the chocolate maca blend with cashew butter, chia seeds, flax milk, frozen blueberries, and spinach to make a decadent smoothie that tastes just like a chocolate shake. If you want to try Sprout Living, you can save 20% off your order by using code CWPODCAST. Visit www.sproutliving.com and use code CWPODCAST, one word, to save 20% off. They also offer free shipping and a 100% money-back guarantee. Give them a try and let us know if you love it as much as we do. You can also find direct links in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by BASE. Ever wanted to figure out why you are feeling sluggish or bloated or what's really up with your stress levels or why you never feel truly rested? With BASE at-home blood work kits, a simple finger prick or saliva sample makes it easy to find out the answers to common health concerns. Whether you know which tests you wanna get started with or you need some guidance, BASE's proprietary assessment quiz makes it easy to begin your health journey empowered with an understanding of your own body. Members can measure, understand, and improve their health levels related to the five most common areas of health concerns, diet, stress, energy, sleep, and sex drive. 
The result of your hormone, vitamin, or nutrient tests are delivered to you through BASE's app and come with personalized recommendations, including lifestyle changes, supplement suggestions, and more. We both had the opportunity to try BASE and we love having the information at our fingertips and really recommend it as a resource. You know, we are huge proponents of advocating for your own health and BASE gives you a baseline information about yourself just to make it easier. Pricing starts at $59.95 per month or quarterly, or you can start with Base Complete, which are eight tests upfront for $450. We are happy to be able to offer our listeners 20% off with the code CWPODCAST. To get started, take the Base Quiz, which will give you a recommendation for a personalized testing plan. Visit get-base.com slash CWPODCAST to receive 20% off with code CWPODCAST at checkout. You can also find the direct link to the quiz in our show notes. Gosh, it's now like two years ago, we had nutritionist Robert Yang on the podcast and he gave the bucket analogy that I haven't shared in a while. So I feel like this is a good time to bring it back, but it's always stuck with me where he talked about this, where he said, um, we all have these buckets, like these metaphorical buckets. Um, and if you imagine like when a bucket gets filled up to the top with water, it'll start to overflow. And he said, so what we have to do in our day-to-day life through food, through movement, through meditation, through caring for ourselves, no matter how difficult it is or how small it may be, right? Maybe it's a bath or journaling or a walk every day for five minutes, whatever it is, we have to do what we can do to keep our buckets of water, like very low, like almost like, like the lowest they can be. Because unfortunately, most of us are living with buckets that are already to the tippy top or like, you know, (laughs) like pretty high up there with water, um, which are like stressors and different things going on. And he said, when a traumatic event happens, it will cause the bucket to raise to the top. And so if your bucket's already full and a traumatic event raises that bucket to full, it's going to start overflowing, right? Like it's, that's it. And that's when we get sick, right? That's when disease comes. So, um, yeah. So it's like, it, it, it might sound woo or like in some people, I've also known people who have gotten cancer and they don't want to hear that at all. So like respectfully understand, but I think epigenetics is very, very interesting. And, um, yeah. And it's hard because our society doesn't fundamentally allow people to have the tools to do this work, to keep their stressors down. And it doesn't have to cost money. A lot of it is free. It's just, you know, I always think of like the mom working two or three jobs, a single mom, right. And like, or even, you know, somebody who's paying their own way through school and has to work two jobs. And, you know, it's like, everybody has situations that don't, And yeah, we're in the United States. So we have like not a lot of social programs that support our, our mental health and physical health. But anyway, that could be a whole different episode and conversation, but that was basically being like, it makes sense what you're saying, right? Like disease does come when we aren't processing traumatic events and stress that happens, which isn't fair at all. Like that's, you know, but it, it it seems to be the case, um, for a lot of us. Yeah. And as someone also who has had a cancer journey and also dealt with for years, um, abnormal paps too, which I think is an important thing to talk about. We haven't done an episode on that. I don't know if we've ever done an episode on that, but because a lot of people deal with that. And I think it can be scary, especially young, young people, young women and people with cervixes. Um, but I, I fundamentally 
also believed there are so many things that are like, as Eric was saying, there's so many things that can lead towards disease in the body, like anything from like toxic environments, literally to toxic emotions. Right. And then I think there's, um, and sometimes, you know, when all of those things combine, um, and I absolutely feel like for my story too, there were emotional components in my own life that I was not dealing with that definitely, um, manifested, uh, through, through illness. And it, you know, and I learned a lot from it too. So, and fortunately we're both here to tell the story, which is, I have a lot of gratitude for. I am curious though. I do have one more question before we start to wrap up and, you know, I'm sure like you now have this platform, right. Where you share yoga on Instagram and, um, something that even before I knew this whole part of your story, I was so interested in is like, you have so much like body confidence, like you have so much body confidence and you have a beautiful body and your videos are beautiful. And, you know, I was originally, I wanted to talk to you about like, how do we cultivate that kind of body confidence? Right. Cause I think no matter what your body looks like, we should all have that kind of body confidence, but now, especially with learning your story, I think if anyone goes to your page, they might also be like, how did you cultivate to that type of body confidence based on what you were, what you have experienced and shared with us today? Let me just tell you, it's triggered the fuck out of a lot of people. I hope I can swear on this podcast. You can. <laughs> so many people are like, have been so vulnerable. And some of them are like, triggered, block deleted me. And other people are like, triggered, you have just opened up something so powerful for me to really lean into, into like, why do I struggle with this? So to kind of keep it short and simple, I used to be in the modeling world before yoga and stuff, not long. I was so incredibly insecure. I've always been small. Like, I mean, I'm five, two, my mom's like five, three, my grandmother's five foot. Like we're just small people. Never felt good in my body. I always struggled with thinking I looked fat. I struggled with, I, I have small boobs. I was just like, I'm just not, you know, being in that industry too, it was one thing to always be told like, oh, you need like a bigger chest. You need, you know, you only have a face for this. This is kind of the industry we feel like you should be in. God. And it was so mentally just hard. And it was when I started to really take care of myself as far as doing my yoga. Yes. But walking more, taking the stairs at work a little bit more, literally in my yoga teacher training, it was, there was so much, such a component of self-love. And it was just like this idea of like withdrawal of the senses, let people's opinions go. I was like, fuck it. You know, like I, I, I I'm happy with where I'm at. Do I wish I had bigger boobs? Of course I do. Like let's, you know, uh, those natural big boobs, like that would be lovely to have. I'm not going to lie, but it also doesn't come from a place of anxiety or not confidence. It's just like, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like I can appreciate good looking boobs on girls. I just, I feel like it was like physically, I started to feel really good in my body and I noticed these shifts, but it was this mental capacity of like, I just don't care anymore what people are going to say to me and about me. 
B, I work really hard. You know, I teach yoga. Yes, I teach yoga. That's part of my job. So I'm naturally finding movement, but I'm very disciplined in my practice. I always make sure I find movement throughout the day. It's not always easy. And sometimes it's not an hour, but I, I find it. I meditate, right? So it's this idea of like emotionally and mentally, like I just feel a lot more secure in myself. And it's for me, when females come to me and say, you've empowered me to start embracing myself a little bit more to, you know, to work. I don't want to say work out. So like you, I feel good or I look good, but like work out for yourself make yourself feel good because it's this reciprocal effect. Like I don't know a lot of people who work out and feel like garbage. Like it, it, it just has this effect of making you feel good. So you want to take care of yourself as far as like what you eat, making sure you're drinking, making sure that you're not finding stress in your life. So it's not always easy. I guess is the bottom line for me, but I put it out there because I hope that it inspires and empowers other females to take care of themselves so that they feel good in every aspect to recognize that all bodies are beautiful. Some people look at me and go, I I don't find her body that attractive. I like something different. Doesn't matter. All bodies are beautiful take care of yourself. All bodies are beautiful and just like have fun with life. It's very short at the end of the day, wear the damn bikini. It does not matter what it, what you look like on the outside. As long as you feel good, people radiate towards people who have a positive energy and a confidence about them. And it doesn't mean looks, it's just an overall confidence. Yeah. Did that answer your question? I think it did. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think it can be very inspiring and, you know, it's funny. You're like, I was going to say from one big boobed girl, like, you don't know how it's always like the grass is always greener. Right. And like, cause I was like, Oh God, I would just love smaller boobs like my whole life. So it's just funny. It's just like, again, not to take it too seriously, all of it. And, um, and showing and sharing that, you know, confident, uh, energy that you have is, um, is inspiring. So thank you for that. Um, okay. So as we wrap up, we always ask our, um, guests three short wrap up questions. And the first one you kind of touched on in this answer actually, which is like, what does your daily self-care look like? And is there a non-negotiable in your day? I don't have kids yet. I want to preface that because people are always like, she must not have kids to be able to do these things. I, you know, besides the brush my teeth in the morning, I have an AM skincare routine that I absolutely love. I just feel like it makes me feel really good. I love skincare and clean beauty. So that's always a subject that I love to talk about. So I do that in the morning and then it, I will usually find some form of movement five to 10 minutes, like nothing crazy. If I'm not feeling inspired, I'll throw in a yoga video on YouTube. Otherwise I just move my body intuitively to work, literally work out the kinks in the body. That's it. I recently introduced my husband to Wim Hof and like, he has been 
on this Wim Hof kick, like I've never seen anybody before. I was proud of my breathwork practice beforehand. He has just shown me up to a whole new level. So usually we'll do a, you know, it's like 10 minutes of Wim Hof breathwork in the morning. Then I start my day. So usually it's like half an hour if I'm being real, like between brushing the teeth, skincare, uh, finding some movement, my Wim Hof, I make the bed. And then it's usually like I'll have my breakfast. And then I usually spend some time in the morning just on social, getting everything done for the day so that I can do things like podcasting, content creation, and all of that stuff. So nothing crazy, but I also understand a lot of moms are like, I have two minutes in the in the day. Like I, I can't do all these things. So I wanted to preface and say I don't have kids currently. So half an hour is like where I'm at right now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what does being courageous mean to you is our next question. I truly feel like courageous is finding stillness within yourself so that you can follow your heart's desire, whatever that looks like for you and not letting outside influence dictate how your life unfolds. Thank you. And, um, I love that the finding stillness part is, I think it's something that takes a lot of work for a lot of people. Um, and then, so the final question is, do you have a recommendation, a book recommendation, um, just on something that's meant something to you along the way, it can really be on any topic or even a novel, just something that's meant something in your life. I have a book recommendation highlight on my Instagram stories. Cause I literally, I'm like one book. Do you have time for like 19 of them that I can list off? <laughs> I'm going to be bad and give two, but they've really been life-changing. So think like a monk by Jay Shetty. What's up Jay Shetty. You can come on my podcast anytime. Uh, that was really powerful. That book and you are a badass. It, it's a longer title, but the, the gist of it is like, you are a badass by Jen Sincero. Mm -hmm. Easy read. I mean, if you had to start with one, it would be the, you are the badass one, because I feel like it really hammers home. You create your reality. You need to follow your heart, your truth, your desires, let every, everybody's opinion go and just truly live like a badass, amazing life. Thank you. Thank you for those. And if anyone wants to find you, follow you, listen to your podcast, where can they do that? Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's very rare that I get to share my entire story with people. So I hope it helped even one person, but you can find me online at balance by Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N across all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And my podcast is Balance Your Life podcast. You two were on it. It was incredible. So they'll have to listen to that when it comes out too. And you can find that across any major podcast platform. Thank you so much again for being here today and for sharing your story. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. 
And I'm Erica and we're Courageous Wellness.